Today I was studying and writing on John chapter 10, and I came across verse 17. And the text reads, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. As I was doing research on this text, I came across the Puritan Robert Hawker. He was a Puritan in the uh, late 18th century, early 19th century. And he wrote many beautiful things about Christ in the gospel. And I would like to read one to you because it it especially moved my heart. And it it is also a call to all of us, a constant call to not become so distracted in the matters of this world, but to fix our eyes upon the beauty of Christ. Robert Hawker writes, but the full apprehension of the love of the Father on this one account cannot perhaps be brought within the capacity of the human mind. But if God the Father loves Jesus as mediator and for his undertaking and is unceasingly beholding him with rapture on this account, it may serve at least to teach thee, my soul, how exceedingly it becomes thee to look to Jesus for the same and that thine eyes as the eyes of all the tribes of Israel should be toward the Lord. Dearest Lord Jesus, let mine eyes, my heart, my whole soul be fixed on thee until every affection be going out in desires after thee. I would trace thee as the Old Testament saints who saw thy day from afar and rejoiced and were glad. I would behold thee as New Testament believers who are looking to thee and are delighted and their faces are not ashamed. I would see thee with the first dawn of the morning, yea, until the morning light and until the daybreak and the shadows flee away and until my beloved come to me as a roe or a young heart upon the mountains of Bether. Yes, precious Lord Jesus, I would be sending the earnest longings of my soul through the windows of the eye after thee and never give rest to my eyes nor slumber to my eyelids until that blessed hour arrive when no medium shall intervene to prevent the full enjoyment of my soul in thee. And when a body of sin and death shall no longer weary my soul in her enjoyment of thee, But I shall then see Jesus as he is and never more lose sight of his lovely person, but live in his presence and Jesus in mine forevermore. This is taken from a book called The Poor Man's Portion, page uh, 360. Now, now let's just look for a moment at some of the things that that Robert Hawker states in this discourse. First of all, But the full apprehension of the love of the Father on this one account cannot perhaps be brought within the capacity of the human mind. What he's talking about is this. The love that the Father has always had for the Son, but especially with regard to the work on Calvary, that the Father loved the Son so much for his obedience that it would be impossible to understand it Even if you had the mind of the greatest man or the the highest archangel, the love of the father for the son exceeds every standard of measure that you and I may possess. Then he goes on and he says, if God the father loves Jesus as mediator 
and for his undertaking. Now, he's referring to Christ as mediator who undertook to suffer on Calvary on behalf of his people. He said, if God the Father loves Jesus as mediator and for his undertaking and is unceasingly beholding him with rapture on this account. Now, think about this. God the Father, what is the main thought of all his thoughts? What's the main passion of all his passions, if we could say such a thing? He says that he unceasingly beholds Christ with rapture because of what Christ accomplished on Calvary. And then Hawker goes on to say, it may serve at least to teach thee, my soul, how exceedingly it becomes thee to look to Jesus for the same. And that thine eyes, as the eyes of all the tribes of Israel, should be toward the Lord. If God would have such delight in his son, especially for his meditorial work on Calvary, how much more should you and I delight in the son and seek for greater, greater measures of understanding of who the son is and what he has done? And then he says, he goes on and he says, and that thine eyes as the eyes of all the tribes of Israel should be towards the Lord. In these recent days, I, I fear that many Christians, many evangelicals, many reformed brethren, their eyes are wandering in so many places and no longer fixed upon Christ and the glory of his gospel and their mouths are full of so many things and so many arguments, but the arguments are not gospel arguments. They're not proclamations of the beauty and the glory and the splendor and the love of God in Christ. I, I, I would that all of spiritual Israel, I would that that all the church would turn its eyes where it belongs upon Christ, upon Calvary, upon the gospel. And then he goes on. Dearest Lord Jesus, let mine eyes, my heart, my whole soul be fixed on thee. He's worthy. He's worthy of so much more. A multitude more, infinitely more. Than all our combined thoughts together. Dearest Lord Jesus, let mine eyes, my heart, my whole soul be fixed on thee until every Affection be going out in desires after thee. I have walked with Christ for for many years now. And and like the rising of the sun at dawn. He just gets better and better and better. Also, I, I can tell you that. I have regrets in my Christian life, but my greatest regret is that I did not and have not and still do not desire him as he ought to be desired. And the great prayer of all our hearts should be, oh, Christ, increase my love for thee. And then we should run headlong into the scriptures and on our knees that that might be fulfilled in us to cultivate a greater desire for Christ, to catch a glimpse that lead us to long for another glimpse and another glimpse until all we are doing is looking at him. He said, I would trace thee as the Old Testament saints who saw thy day afar 
and rejoiced and were glad. I would trace thee as a huntsman seeks out a roe, a deer. He finds a track, but he's not content. He looks for another and another and another, and he pursues the deer across mountains and streams and fields to catch a glimpse, to track him out. Do you see? That's something that is supposed to begin the moment we're converted, and it, it goes on not until we die. When we die and we pass over into Emmanuel's land, then the journey really begins. And we spend all of eternity tracking out the glories of God in the face of Christ. And since that glory is an infinite glory, our journey will be an infinite journey. We will be satisfied and yet wanting more, and there will always be more of him to gain. He says, I would behold thee as New Testament believers who are looking to thee and are enlightened and their faces are not ashamed. Do you want to be conformed to the image of Christ? It'll take more than it will take commands and precepts and statements of wisdom, but it'll take more than that. It'll take a greater and greater view of Christ. The more we see him the more we will be conformed to him. If you're a young Christian starting out, start out well. Look to Christ, fix your eyes on him and then don't turn away as so many have. Make him your chase. Make him your proclamation. Make him the reason for everything that you do and, and do not get distracted. He says, I would see thee with the first dawn of the morning. What reason is there to get up in the darkness of the morning except to find him? You've been asleep six hours, eight hours. You've, you've not heard his voice. You've not read his words. You've not seen his face in the scriptures. What better reason to get up in the morning but to meet with him. I would see thee with the first dawn of the morning, yea, before the morning light and until the daybreak and the shadows flee away and until my beloved come to me as a roe or a young heart upon the mountains of Bethel. Christian, especially young Christian, we live in a time of immediate gratification, but that is not the life of prayer. That is not the life of seeking. Many begin well in chasing after Christ, but they don't continue. It's a hard chase, and sometimes through, through mountains and stones and deep rivers and scary and dark places, through forests where you can barely see cutting through vines, but chase after Christ, chase after Christ until you find him. And you say, well, I know him, I'm a Christian. Yes, but know him more, that's what I mean. And the more you know him, the more he consumes you and the more that consuming fire moves you on to want him more. I have a question for you and all that has happened and so much has happened recently. Has it led you to think more of Christ? 
Has it led you to seek Christ with a greater passion? Has it led you to proclaim Christ? Because as many of the old saints said, any conversation where Christ is not the theme is nothing more than useless words. Yes, precious Lord Jesus, I would be sending the earnest longings of my soul through the windows of my eye after thee and never giving rest to my eyes nor slumber to my eyelids until that blessed hour arrive. What he's saying is. Honestly. Your heart for Christ. Is proven. By the amount of time you spend seeking him. In his word. And in prayer. He says to seek him until that blessed hour arrive. When no medium shall intervene to prevent the full enjoyment of my soul in thee. So many we look, don't we? We look as men who look in a mirror, dark, a dark mirror, a cloudy mirror. But we look because any glimpse of him is worth it. And yet one day we'll step over and see him as he is. And then even then we'll chase him. And when a body of sin and death shall no longer weary my soul in her enjoyment of thee. As you get older, Christian, you will find that maybe you have, like me, not become all you thought you might become. I thought I would be more like him, cleaner, more holy. But in, in my failure, I, there is something. It causes me and to even a greater degree to long for the day when I'm free from sinning. When I'm free from silly passions. Diversions. That cannot fill me, I'm, I'm, I'm free from that. And you're free from that. And in purity. We can now have a right use of reason and focus everything upon Christ. But I shall then see Jesus as he is. And never more lose sight of his lovely person. In all the distractions. The screaming, the yelling. Let me ask you a question. Have you lost sight of his lovely person? It's so easy to do even in the best of circumstances. But there'll come a time when we will never more lose sight of his lovely person, but live in his presence. And at that moment. Hawker says, Jesus. That we will live in the presence of Jesus and Jesus will live in our presence forevermore. And that is eternal life. That is eternal life. The glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. Until that day, press on, press on. 
not so much into, into ministry or press on into him, into Christ. And you will have spent your time wisely. So these were the words of Robert Hawker, the old Puritan, and proves once again why it is good to read old books. God bless you.